come and let the Lord show you the way to your destiny without delay. He has predestined your life before the beginning of time. So why don't you let God? So why don't you let God? So why don't you let God show you the way? Welcome to Destiny Moments with Angel Murchison. Today's broadcast is a second of a three-part series. Gloria Watson will be bringing a timely word. Hannah is barren, but change is here. And whenever the time came for Elkanah to make an offering, honey, I love you. I'm going to brag on my my king for a minute. I mean, he's my king, but he's the king of our home. (laughs) I just want to brag on him just for a minute. You know, I'm blessed. I'm a blessed woman. I met my husband at Zion Bible Institute. People used to laugh and joke and say it's the Bridal Institute, but I, you know, it wasn't that for me. My purpose and my reason for going there was to get out, get away. I didn't know that when I got there that I was going to find the man that God would have me to be with. And uh, I want to brag on him because my husband is... Dana is, he's steady, he's firm, he's compassionate, he's loving, he's caring, he's responsible, he's faithful, and he's passionate. Is that okay? Come on, somebody. Do you forget what passion is like? Come on, if you don't get intimate with God, you can't conceive. You can't stand from afar and expect to conceive. You got to get a little bit closer. Not yet, but change is coming. So if you're standing afar off, I suggest you get a little bit closer. Because God wants to deposit some things into the, the seed of your spirit so that you can conceive and bring forth and fulfill the purposes for which you were called. Come on, stop standing so far away. God is calling you to come a little bit closer. 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 Hallelujah. So my husband, do you know that in Hebrews, it's it's biblical for the man to make the coffee? Come on, 13 chapters, Hebrews 1, Hebrews 2, Hebrews 3, all the way to 13, Hebrews. It's biblical for the man to make the coffee. (laughs) And I'm just telling you, my husband, if he does nothing else for me, when he brings me my coffee, (laughs) I'm just saying, (laughs) I'm just saying, when he brings me my coffee, I can't say the rest. When he brings me my coffee, 
Come on, get a little closer to the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. So verse 4 and 5 says, And whenever the time came for Elkanah to make an offering, he would give portions to Peninnah, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters. But, everybody say but. But to Hannah, he would give a double, a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb. Now Elkanah gave Hannah portions big enough as though she already had children because he loved her as though she already had children because he loved her as though I believe that there is something prophetic right here, and Elkanah doesn't even know it. I'm telling you that there's a prophetic word in this message this morning, and you don't even know it. It says that he gave double portions, for he loved Hannah. I don't believe that Elkanah knew that he was giving her enough as though she already had children. Do you know what's about to happen, Elkanah? Do you really know that in your giving, that double is going to come back to you? He doesn't know it. He doesn't know it. And in verse 6 and 7, and her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. And so it was year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her. Therefore, she wept and did not eat. Now, Peninnah was not a good girl. She had no compassion for the fact that Hannah could not bear children. And in fact, she made her life more miserable than you can even begin to imagine. But the amazing thing is this, that yet through it all, Hannah remained faithful. And I believe that all that Hannah went through is what made her the great woman of faith that we have just read about. Her trouble made her into a great woman of faith. And Hannah knew that every time that she would go to the temple to sacrifice, every time that her adversary was going to be there as well, and before she went, she knew that what was going to happen. Here we go again. Here we go again. But she kept going anyway. Somebody say she kept going anyway. She knew that her heart would be broken, but she kept going anyway. What should have been a time of rejoicing and feasting has become a time of public humiliation for Hannah. The temple had become a place where Peninnah publicly humiliated her. And it's bad enough. Somebody hear me. It's bad enough. That your family knows about your private pains or the less than perfect circumstances that are surrounding you and your family. But I don't think there's any greater pain than when somebody brings up your business for everybody else to hear and to talk about. But you know what? It was true. Hannah was barren. It's no secret, and now everybody knows it. But what I love is the way what, that Hannah dealt with what was being said about her. The important thing is how you handle the situations that come into your life. It's not. 
not about what you go through, but how you handle what you're going through. I haven't always handled things right. Haven't always walked through it right. Not yet. But change has come. Haven't arrived. But God is leading me. I'm learning. My spiritual father and mother are teaching me and don't even know it. There are times when he's dipped the spoon in the bowl and has put it in the bowl, in the word, has dipped the spoon in and put it in my mouth and didn't even know he was doing it. He was giving me double for my trouble. God's about to give somebody double for their trouble this morning. Do you have faith to believe that God knows exactly what he's doing? He's got everything under control this morning. But I love this part. She didn't care what her adversary said about her. I am so done with what everybody else thinks about me. I am so done with the fact that you're a woman and you should not be standing behind the pulpit. I am so done with the fact that God cannot anoint his women of faith. Okay? My father. Now, my father is a man of God now. I'm originally from Albany, New York, but I can't get to him. But I can get to them. I'm done. I'm so done with being put down. I am so done. with feeling as though the Lord can't use me. I am so done with thinking that I don't have a voice and that the word of the Lord is not in me, that in me it's only a well, but out of my mouth it's going to become a river, and everywhere the river goes, everything the river touches, life is going to begin to spring forth. I'm telling you, somebody is going to get a fresh drink of water in this house this morning. Somebody say amen. But she didn't care what her adversary said about her because she didn't come for her anyway. I didn't come to this house for you this morning. I didn't come because I was invited. I didn't come because my family drove up last night and came in late. I didn't come there for them, but I came here for the Lord this morning to see what he would say to his people. She just kept on coming. She just kept on coming, and she kept a good attitude while doing it. Never once did Hannah retaliate, but just kept being faithful. Never once retaliated, but Hannah just kept being faithful. And what is the thing that your adversary keeps taunting you about this morning? And don't think for a minute that just because you're faithful that you won't come up against an adversary. But you can choose how you react toward what's being said to you and about you. Come on, somebody say amen and say, I have failed in this area. I have failed. My mouth has got me in trouble. I retaliated. I spoke some things. I said some things. I should have never as a woman of God and as a man of God said some things out of my mouth that I should have never said. 
we retaliated. The house of God ought to be a place where Hannah's everywhere can come and find it to be a place of help and encouragement, a refuge, a place of deliverance, a place of freedom, a place of victory, a place of love, a place of forgiveness, a place of healing, a place of salvation. Where we encourage one another, where we lift up one another, where we bring healing to the brokenhearted. Isaiah 61 and 1 says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of prisons to those who are are bound, to comfort all who mourn to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes and the oil of joy for mourning, the garments of praise for the spirit that is heavy this morning, that they might be trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord. I don't know about you this morning, but I'm a tree of righteousness. I've been planted by the Lord, and I plan on bringing forth some fruit and allowing God to cause me to be fruitful and to multiply that the seed that he's planted in me and the fruit that comes forth might remain. Hallelujah. What am I saying? What am I saying? What I'm saying is that the body of Christ ought not to be tools in the hand of our real enemy and to be used to cause more pain and hurt in the lives of those who are already wounded, already barren. We should be bringing, bearing one another's burdens and not adding to them. Can I just teach you right here? Watch what you say to one another. Would you please be careful of what you say about each other? Proverbs 18:21 says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. That your words give life or your words can kill. And the desire of my heart is every word that proceedeth out of my mouth will be words of power and words of life and words of resurrection. Not yet, but change is coming. And there are some, Hannah just kept coming back every year, year after year, day after day, week after week. And even though her heart was being taunted, even though she was broken in her spirit, there are some who are no longer faithful to God or to the house of the Lord because of something that someone else said or did to them. And they made a decision, I'm not going back there. I'm not going back. I'm not, I'm not going to be involved in ministry any longer. I've suffered. I've sacrificed. I've been faithful. And I don't know what else to do. I just think I'm going to lay the thing down and walk away because of something that we said or did to them. Father, forgive us. Father, forgive us. 
let every word that proceeds out of our mouth be words of life. Hallelujah. 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 How much time do we have left? Oh, my goodness. We're all right. We're okay. <laughs> I'm just telling you, if you only knew. Uh, my husband said, you're driving me crazy. And that's what I say back, honey, you'll be okay. <coughs> You're not the one that's giving birth. I am. <laughs> it hurts me a lot more than it hurts you. <laughs> I'm telling you, I said, Lord, Benny Jones and John Wesley's going to be there. <laughs> and your assistant... <laughs> And all these other men and women of God, how can I stand before? But I'm so done with that. I'm so done with that. I'm so done with that. God made them the way he made them. He made you the way he made you. He made me the way he made me. And he's anointed every single one of us to bring forth what thus saith the Lord. It doesn't matter how you bring it, just bring it. And if I got to bring it afraid, I'll bring it. If I got to bring it with somebody pushing my back and saying, go do it, I'll do it. But there's coming a change in my spirit and in my attitude that says I'm going to run when the Lord tells me to run. I'm going to speak what he tells me to speak. I'm going to say what he tells me to say. I'm going to do what he tells me to do, and I don't care if you like it. Oh, my goodness. I didn't plan on saying that. I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I'm not sorry. <laughs> Hannah! Change is coming. It's on the way. Tammy, it's on the way. Paul, it's on the way. Hannah was barren, but change is coming. Every word that has come forth from the pulpit this week, whether it was a man or whether it was a woman, I said, Hannah, change is coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Where am I? I don't know. Hallelujah. Come on, just worship God right now. Would you just throw your hands up and say, God, I thank you that change is coming. I thank you that this is the day, that this is the hour, this is the moment that you can deposit that thing into the spirit of that seed in my spirit so that I might bring forth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hear an echo in this house. I do a... Can I tell you that everything, that if you're a child of God, everything, everything, every, everybody say everything. Everything that God allows to touch my life is not intended to cause me to run the other way, but it is intended for you to run deeper into the arms of Jesus Christ. You keep running to your mother, you keep running to your father, you keep running to your husband, and you keep running to your wife, you keep running to your grandma and to your grandfather, 
there and all the, the while that the Lord is saying, run to me. Get closer to me. Don't retaliate. Don't run the other way. I got good things in store for you. Hannah, not yet, but change is coming. Don't let the actions of others deter you from your trust and your faith in God. Stop using circumstances and mistreatment for where you are right now with your walk in Christ. It was intended to make you stronger. It was intended to anoint you greater. It was intended for you to reach out and touch somebody else with the thing that you've just come out of. I know you don't like that. I don't like it. And he allows things to touch me. I don't like it. But would you just right now say, God, I thank you for the mountain. I thank you for the valleys. I thank you for the disappointment. I thank you for the heartbreak. I thank you for those who were not kind to me. I thank you that you planted me in the valley. Because in the lowest places, do you know that it's the natural law of science that water always flows to the lowest place? Can I tell you that I grew up in a valley? I did. We live in a little town called Queemans Hollow. That's my sister back there. Everybody clap. My sister Denise. They drove up last night. I think we went to bed around 1230. I was tired this morning. I got up to get in the shower, and I came, turned right back around, got right back in bed. <laughs> I was tired, just physically tired. I'm not tired right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. But we were planted in a valley, weren't we, Denise? That little town called Coyman's Hollow. Coyman's Hollow. Say it any way that you want. It's C-O-E-Y-M-A-N-S. Let's close the broadcast today in prayer. Lord, thank you for this word. Give each listener the grace to take the next step in fulfilling their destiny. Change isn't always easy, but necessary. We give you all the praise, all the honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Be sure to tune in next week for part three. Come and let the Lord show you the way. To your destiny without delay. He has predestined your life before the beginning of time. So why don't you let God show you the way? Come and let the Lord show you the way to your destiny without delay. He has predestined your life before the beginning of time. So why don't you let God? So why don't you let God? So why don't you let God show you the way?